Hello, this is Christian Brothers Speed Podcast, where we discuss black LGBT issues and topics. And we have a special guest today, two special guests, actually. We have Mr. Lamont Scales, who is actually the owner of A Better Way to Meet, uh, which is actually a professional matchmaking service uh, specifically located in the Atlanta metropolitan area. Uh, this is for gay and bisexual men. And we also have Gitch Your Love Life blogger, Mr. Shaka Hassani, who's actually the previous guest on the show as well. And we're going to talk to you today about when it comes to relationships and why is it so difficult for LGBT people, particularly black men of color, people of color, to meet and actually continue a progressive relationship within the community. So uh, please welcome these two guests that we have on the show. How you doing, Lamont? I am doing pretty good. Thank you so much for having me. And also, Shaka, how you doing? Doing good. Okay. You know, I, I'm, I wanted to have this show for quite a while because I, the thing about it is I've come across so many gay men having issues finding a relationship, a meaningful relationship. Not a one night stand, not anything like that, but just a meaningful relationship to really progress in their lives. And I'm not sure exactly what the situation is. You know, I, we sometimes people, we think it's about options because people have the tendency to just, you know, the next thing around the corner, they go for it. And then we also have the, the basically that maybe just people just don't know how to really go out there and really put themselves out there to meet people. So there's a couple of things that we're going to just tackle a couple of issues. But the first question I do want to ask is, number one, what is what is really the the issue that you're finding with relationships for black gay men? Dude, I uh, can take this one. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Shock. I think you know when I when I think about the question, I think about um, you know how I learned about any relationship, and it's about at home. Everything that I learned to be true, whether it's or not true, all started at home. The reason why so relationships are not successful and why don't why they don't necessarily materialize in long term of years because there are no exists you know, we don't see that. All we see are heteronormative relationships and those actually take a precedent. So, you know, I think when we start to begin to have uh, sort of a conversation about what's a normal relationship and it becomes either, you know, gay relationships, not gay relationships or, you know, we can actually start to see neighbor, um, relationships increase in our community. Interesting. Lamont, what's your take on it? Yeah. So I, I do agree with Shaka, and I guess my perspective, I always look from um, my personal experience, um, my experience being a counselor with gay men, and then also operating and matchmaking service exclusively, exclusively for gay men, whenever I think about reasons why um, I have challenges forming relationships. I, I tell guys, I say, don't beat yourself up, because we do not have role models. So we kind of have to figure out how do two guys Looking for 
Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Now, that's kind of difficult. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, <laughs> I mean, okay, let's, let's take a step back here. You're talking about gay men who love to travel, love to look good, and love to be out there. So, to have a certain level of cash or available income is something that, uh, kind of a requirement sometimes. So, you're telling them not to pay attention to those things. Am I hearing that correct? I think uh, when you want to form a long-term relationship, those things are important. I think you want to make sure someone is um, within your income bracket because that makes life much easier when you're dating <laughs> someone. Um, when it's, there's some commonality, so you're not paying for everything. Right. However, right. however, um, guys can make a whole bunch of money, have an amazing house, multiple cars, can travel all over the world. But if you don't enjoy being with him, if he's not your friend, not your companion, yeah, that, that stuff really does not matter. So yeah. I, I push guys to look a little bit deeper um, when you're trying to uh, form connections. You know, you know, I also I kind of think about, you know, just my own personal experience here. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, for me, I don't know if it was, was it the fact that even for myself, was I always just looking for the next best thing? Uh, but the thing about it is, as far as relationships concerned, I actually, my, my problem was actually just finding relationship, but not necessarily, but also just bouncing to the next one. And, but the thing about it is, a lot of my close friends, as far as getting a relationship and staying committed to it, meaning just the dating process, let's not just forget the, the actual commitment in a relationship itself. The dating process, usually initial meeting is not too much of a big issue. It's the second date is the issue. It never happens. It never happens. Is What's the reason of not even number one going on or being able to tell people, guess what? It's not working out. You're not my vibe. Move on. And a lot of people don't seem to go on the second date. Why is that? Um, I call it the catfish of personality, where um, guys may present initially, however they may be online or at a bar or club, there's this persona or this mask this guy puts on, and you're like, oh, he's hot, I definitely want to engage him, I want to go on a date with him. So you schedule that first date, go on a date with him, things are okay, and then you start to actually see the real person when he's in front of you. Or after the date, he sends you a text message instead of picking the phone up and giving you, giving you a call. Or you may wait two or three days later to respond to a message um, that you left for him. It's those, um, I guess those dating calls where guys um, really um, don't know how to date. And then also, they put on this mask initially. So when you see that true person, you're like, Hmm, I really don't think I'm attracted to him anymore because <laughs> I find out all these other things about him and he's not as masculine as I thought he was initially. So I don't want to be with him anymore. But I think that's what it is. Guys really start to see who you are um, and it's not what they initially thought it was. Um, what has helped me with that is uh, dating and dating often and really putting yourself out there because you do it, the more you'll be able to see and identify patterns. Uh, like... Not being able to get to the second date. Well, how long do you talk on the phone? How long do you text? Because everybody has a different way of communicating. I have people all day. I don't want to come home and spend three or four hours on the phone. Can't be on the phone all the time. So, in order to keep the dialogue going, pay, start to pay attention before you actually make an agreement. Sort of see if they 
only way to really do that is to start to really pay closer attention to people you may not have had certain successes with. No, it's, it's, you kind of know during the day if it's going to go on the second day. So maybe uh, how people meet each other, they meet, may meet each other online. You know, you may get caught up in the persona. You may get caught up in all of these things. And a lot of times on social media, things are magnified and they really fit Maybe spend some time FaceTiming them. Right, because you do a whole lot more <laughs> on FaceTime than you would on basically looking at phone on social media. So I, you know, before I would even agree to go out on a date, you know, uh, sometimes I'll tell you, let's, let's just really get a good gauge of facial expression, speaking, how you carry yourself, you know, just in a personal way. Now, now the my next question is, when it comes down to putting yourself out there, okay, let's just start there because a lot of people really are shy. Uh, a lot of people really have what I've come across a big distrust for their community, but yet they want to meet somebody. So number one, that's kind of a, a battle in itself. You know, you got a lot of people who really don't know how to put themselves out there. Number one, they don't even know how many places to go. What's considered to be the place to be able to fit in. And then you have the clicks. <laughs> because a lot of people feel, well, I'm not with this crew. I don't fit so well in here. I don't fit so well in there. So now people wind up staying home and not really meeting anybody, but yet they really have a thirst for meeting people. So what would be the initial step that you would tell somebody? I mean, putting yourself out there is one, but how do you put yourself out there? What would be something that you would advise people? Shaka, can you tell me one of the things that you would say to put yourself out there? Just do it. Nike commercial. Um, you know, I struggled with that when I was a little younger. And of course, the older you get, the more confidence you build because you start to trust yourself. You start to, you know, do the work and examine yourself and do development and all of those things. But, um, you know, I, not putting yourself out there does from a place, does, you know, from a place of insecurity. And I know me, I struggled with um, being in a position where you would have to speak to me first. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't do the same thing in return. I would have that attitude. And it's not, you know, it doesn't always work. I know me, you know, I'm a pretty, I consider myself to be an alpha male. So it really, me just having that in mind would work against my interests because I was insecure. But I had to put myself out there in order to get past that. So if someone says no, they say no. That person isn't for you. You will move on to maybe someone else. In order to find the right person, it's kind of a number game if you really think about it. Um, so that's kind of what I did. You kind of, you kind of have to get over those insecurities and things that, you know, you tell yourself. There are stories that you tell yourself uh, because maybe I see a rejection or whatever the case is, but you definitely have to put yourself out there in order to, you know, at least have a conversation with someone. And it doesn't lead to a date. It doesn't. But who knows? Maybe it will. And uh, maybe it will end up to be something beyond what you thought it could have been. Lamont, how do you put yourself out there? I mean, how? what would be the steps to, that you would take? So, I operate a matchmaking company in Atlanta, Georgia, and there are tons of eligible and beautiful black gay men there. And um, I have a client who I just met with um, last week, and he says he cannot meet anyone in Atlanta. In my experience, you can go to the gas station, the Walmart, and you can meet a guy in Atlanta. <laughs> that company... And that's how many gay men are here in Atlanta. His issue is that um, he's just not um, putting his posture in a place where people are open to speaking to him. 
movie, he said he goes to the park to walk his dog. He has sunglasses on, he has a cell phone, he's focused on his cell phone, and his cheeks on. Um, and he doesn't meet anybody because he looks like a New Yorker who does not want someone to speak to him. Right? So, um, one of the things I told him to do was make sure you go out, take your sunglasses off, put your cell phone in your pocket, and it's okay to at least say hello to five people. You know, we're in the South, you can just say, hi, how are you doing? How's your day doing? You know, just putting yourself out there where you are making yourself approachable, where you're not, you know, you don't have the scowl on your face where you're trying to scare a robber away from you. Having a pleasant, you know, you know, demeanor about yourself and um, saying hello to someone when you're at the grocery store. It's okay to say hi to somebody. So, spark up a, a conversation with someone. So, I push guys really to um, get outside of their box um, and be more um, go getters. You have to go after what you want. That's, I completely agree with that dude, when it comes to po- I never really thought about posture you know the there is that is true when you actually walk into any type of bar club or anything like that you just automatically see how a person is standing how they're looking when you get whether it's true or I not don't to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah it it doesn't yeah. it's not even sometimes it's true sometimes it's true the person's not there but most of the time somebody wants somebody to approach them and talk to them and say hello how was your day you know so it is sometimes it is a tactic to scare away i'm not sure why you would go to an outing to do that but some people actually do that now i do want to touch on something because you did mention oh he's too feminine you you put that out there too and we do that a lot and we see my masculinity is king and when it comes down to it you know are those mean mugs really not as attractive or are they really are attractive to certain people because they exude some sort of masculinity? Am I wrong in saying that or not? Well, I, I think you could be masculine and feminine in between and still mean mug people. So, um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just saying it what it is, you know. Um, but I do think um, in our community, uh, it's the more masculine you are, um, I guess, that's more favorable. Um, and what I have found is guys who appreciate the kind of in-between and the uh, fluidity of masculine feminine characteristics, um, they have, um, I think they get the best of both worlds or they find more connection where you can find someone who can uh, be, you know, sensitive but also a little rough um, at different times. Really? Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. I, think, yeah, I think if you, if you just say, oh, I only want a very, very masculine trait personality, you know, that kind of limits you. It, it, it limits you. Um, and there are some guys who are like, no, I really want a feminine guy. That's what, that's what I'm into and that's what I want. Um, but I think guys, just, if they're just a little bit more open, um, they'll be surprised with what they um, can experience. You know, when it, when it comes to social media, and sometimes, in my personal belief, sometimes social media is kind of training people how to make a quick decision, whether it's actually good or bad. And you kind of lose that ability to be able to talk. As we see, we get people who are right in front of each other. They're using their cell phone now. But the thing about it is we still use social media as a way to meet people. But what is the good and what is the bad with social media in terms of meeting your potential partner? 
Shaka, can you take um, that one for me? Definitely. Meeting a potential partner. Well, it depends on which app or which uh, engine that you're using to meet people. Um, you know, sometimes people use Jacked and some, you know, Grinder and, you know, Tinder and some of these other uh, sort of, I like to call them obscure ways of meeting people. Um, and it's a good way to introduce yourself to a person. Um, and depending on which engine that you use, sometimes you take it for a grain of salt. You know, yes, it says age 32, but are they really 32 or 52? You kind of <laughs> have to kind of just, you know, you kind of have to take it for what it is and say, you know what, I'm not going to put a whole lot into this. This is just, I call it a doorway into a possibility of finding out more information about it. Because even if whatever you read is factually true, there's a whole different core that you have to get to in order to determine if this person is worth your time or not. So I think it's a great way to meet or introduce yourself to a person. But when you are in each other's space, just because that's how you met does not mean that's how you continue. And that does not mean that's how you get to know each other. I think technology provides convenience. It's convenience. It's not a solution. You have to put your phones down. And I, I struggle with that sometimes because I'm... <laughs> I'm a little addicted to mine, but it's not, it's not at a place where I'm, I'm not able to have a productive conversation with a person, you know, um, and maybe I grew up in an era in a time where since I didn't grow up with this, it's not a challenge for me, but I think since humanity has existed hundreds of thousands of years before it, I think it would be okay with not, you know what I'm saying, using a cell phone to be able to form a connection and a bond with a person, so particularly when you go out on a date. Levant, you know, I think the last time I read something about social media and how people actually make their decisions, usually they make their decisions in under 30 seconds or less. And does that also play its part in terms of choosing a partner, even whether it's on Jack, whether it's on uh, any other you know, grinder or any other social media people, you even Tinder, just let's examine Tinder for a minute. You're swiping uh-huh. in a second <laughs> and to say this person I'm not attracted to, move on. It's where you swipe left, swipe right, you know. So does that affect our decisions in reality? When we actually put the social, put it down for a second, we're actually looking at people and we just cut them off and to make our decision process much quicker and also a lot more or less accurate. Right, so I, you know, I, I said a caveat um, that, you know, so my business, I do old-fashioned matchmaking, so that's my preference. Okay, okay. Right. But you know nothing about his character whatsoever. 
doing nothing but income because you're going left and right. Um, other forms like um, Facebook or LinkedIn, I hear there's a new one called The League as well. Like, you do get, the benefit of those are that you get more information about the guy before you even meet him. So you can find out where he's from, where he does for a living, you can see who his friends are. So you get all that information before you even meet him. Um, so some guys appreciate that. Um, but that can set you up for um, a, a false expectation. Um, because what people put out on social media is what they want you to know about them. Um, they can curate that narrative and put that there. Um, but when you meet that person face-to-face, um, it may not be congruent. It may be a little bit different. Um, you, may, you know, but you can't take that filter with you everywhere, I tell guys. <laughs> um, you know, you know, um, and um, you may find out different things about his personality that are very different on social media. Um, so I think there are pros and there are cons. So if I am a person walking in into a better way to meet, and I just, I'm just about this time fed up with social media and everything else. And I walk into your office. What am I, as a person, expected to, what are you expected to, to be the first time the, the person actually even thinks about walking into an office like yours? By the time people actually go into your business and say, I want to be a client, have they really just tried all angles and they're just sick of it or what? What exactly is that person when they walk into your business? So I get two types of guys that um, utilizing service. One are guys who have tried it, tried um, every other way of meeting guys, and they're like, whatever I'm doing, it's not working, so there must be a better way for me to meet somebody, so let's try this. Um, and then you have other guys who have just not really dated. Damn it, you'd be surprised. Um, regardless of age, there are guys there are guys who have not actually gone out on a date with another guy. They may have had sex with multiple guys, but Going out to dinner or going to movies, never happened. So those guys say, hey, Lamont, can you hook me up with someone that I can go and date with? So those are the two types of guys that come in. What I do is myself and my staff will meet with them face-to-face, do a 45-minute interview to get a feel for who they are, what they're looking for, and set expectations. Uh, We are not app-based or online-based, so we pick the guys for them. After we pick the guys, we... um, of a program, like some pictures, what they do for a living, and some reasons why we think they're compatible. Um, and then we send them on a date. So that's the process. Wow. wow. So just a good old-fashioned, this person, that person, and put them together. <laughs> it is very old-fashioned. They have been working for us for the past um, three years now. Wow. Wow, three, three years. So, I mean, it, now, uh, now let me ask you this, because your service, not just only, it doesn't just simply cater to uh, people of color, but it also services uh, to people who are, are not. Is that correct? Every race. Okay. You know, any race you can think of, and we also cater to gay and bisexual men. Now, can you, have you seen a difference in terms of whether it's black or you know, people of color or those who are not, is there a difference in, in terms of how they actually approach any type of dating? Or, or is this pretty much the same across the board? No, I think it's, it's, there are common things, uh, regardless of, of race, uh, where guys have tried online dating, they've tried meeting guys at the bar, um, they've tried having their friends introduce them to people. Um, and all of them, when you sit down and get to the, the crux of things, um, they're looking for someone 
um, where they have mutual interests, um, where um, they're healthy, um, they know how to communicate, they know how to listen, um, and they know how to follow through. Um, and also, guys, I hear this over and over again. We always want someone who has an opinion, who can make decisions, and who is not like sitting back and waiting for the other person to kind of Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, well, Shaka, when it comes to expectations, um, you know, we always, I can't, you know, I'm going to you know, say a lot of people, they have a certain level of expectations, but are some, most of the, are the expectations realistic? Are they really, are we just expecting too much, really? Or just the fact that why expect anything? Just simply come as a surprise. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Why do you expect anything? The only thing you can expect is for people who they are and place the expectations on yourself. You are the only thing you can control. You can't control how people respond to certain things. And if a person wants to make something work, I think that's a great place to start. You know, is someone who has the interest and you both can work towards a common goal. But if a person is not in it, then there's nothing you can say or do. Now, for people who actually say... Any type of inquiries to you on your blog? Do you get a lot of people who actually respond and, and write to you in regards to some of their issues? I do, I do, and you know, um, for your listeners, your listeners have been very supportive. So I thank everybody uh, who tuned in to Brother Speak. It's an incredible podcast. Uh, but yes, I'm I'm very happy with a lot of the feedback and everything. I sort of hiatus during the summer, so I don't really get as much. Um, I don't really get as much feedback as what I normally do, yeah. but um, I kick up again, like, you know, writing and, and everything like that during, like, labor, like, right after Labor Day week. Okay. Um, so I'll put some, if you follow the blog, um, I'll definitely put some announcements on there in terms of when the first uh, fall, <laughs> when the first fall uh, post will be out, but um, it's been incredible. It really has. You know, uh, I, well, that's really good. I'm very happy to hear that the listeners are definitely supporting you. You know, I just had a podcast in regards to the big boys, the big boy movement, you know, and actually it was very, it was very fun to actually have that conversation. I actually had it with the, um, the organizer of Hedism, but also had a, uh, a Pace, uh, which is at Pace University, one of the professors there, actually would join the podcast. And the thing about it is, when it comes down to people who uh, have a little bit extra meat on them, uh, <laughs> I just call it the big boy movement. Um, is there any difference in terms of them, how they're meeting people? I don't know, but you can send them my way. Okay. <laughs> 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 <I mean, laughs> I, well, I mean, okay, Lamont, have you actually... One of the reasons I moved to Atlanta is because uh, it is a city full of diverse people. And what I love about Atlanta is whatever you like, whatever your, you know, your taste is, there is a place for it. You know, there's a, 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 a group, there's a social event um, where guys who like certain things, body types, um, they can find love. So I think um, there's, you know, everyone does not want to be a body. Everyone does not want a little tiny brain. Um, guys appreciate all different types of body um, types. You know, and, and I do want to kind of kind of get something else in terms of when it comes to I get is is sex the main focus? <laughs> because I, I think that sometimes that I can also 
kind of distract people from really getting to know the actual person and their potential partner. Is sex the main thing that majority of us, because we're all men. Let's let's be honest, we're men. And sex seems to be the the thrill that people are really looking for. But it, does that get in the way too much when it comes to finding a potential partner? Or could it possibly, because we're on the hunt, we can actually find somebody that we actually connect with through the idea of just simply sex? Lamont. Shaka, what's your take on it? Well, um, I'm very much pro-sex positive, by the way. So, <laughs> you know, there's no argument from this question. Um, and, and I do think that people put way too much, you know, on sex. And, as, you know, some people are going to say, oh, he's a man. Of course he's going to say that. But the thing about it is is that I, from where I'm coming from and what I can observe, you know, mar- you know, people say that, you know, marriage is in 50% of divorce and relationships to break up because people are cheating for a reason why. People want to have sex. And if you're not giving it up, then somebody else will. I think that people should be very transparent about what this is. You know, in terms of, yes, being monogamous, being in a polyamorous relationship, being in an open relationship, yes, those are all good things too. But what about how often you want to have sex? What about when you don't want to have sex? You know, I think that, yes, being open is very necessary thing but being transparent is just as uh, important as being open you know and don't be afraid of the judgment i think that that's a lot of the hesitation and you know the reserved uh you know take that we have on certain things sometimes because it's just because we're afraid but somebody's gonna say yes <laughs> you know <laughs> you, just have to, you just have to you know get with the right person but a person likes you enough they will compromise they will you know that's to compromise. Now, compromise. Yeah. Compromise. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, even about frequency for, you know, having sex. I think um, that's very important. Even, like, some guys may like to be chased, so they may not want to initiate sex. So, you know, how you communicate about sex is very important as well. Um, I think the nuances uh, sometimes we don't, we don't talk about. 
you know, I mean, uh, you guys are giving me a lot of insight. I'm pretty sure a lot of these listeners are going to really appreciate uh, a lot of things that you're saying. So I'm going to ask for three things, three things that we should more so focus on in terms of, or whatever the three things are, those top three things that we should focus on in order to attract our mate. A lot of us are really suffering from those things. So what are the three things that each of you can be able to give? Uh, Lamont, we'll start with you. What are those three things that we should focus on in order to get our partners? So all of those I have to meet with, um, listen, communicate, and then act. So when you're, you're meeting someone, you have to listen to who they are. Um, so sometimes you have to close your mouth and let that person talk. Um, get to know that person. Their likes are just like um, their expectations. Um, so you do a lot of listening. And then secondly, uh, communicating. So you have to open your mouth and communicate your needs, your desires, your insecurities, your expectations. Um, you have to verbalize that person. Um, and then finally, you have to act. So if you say... You know, you're a person about being, uh, if punctuality is important to you, you need to be somewhere on time. If you say you're a person um, of, of your word, um, then whatever you say, it needs to be honest. So I tell guys, uh, make sure your actions align um, with what you want um, in a relationship. So definitely listen, communicate, and then act. Lashaka, what do you say? What are your three things? Well, those are hard to follow. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing I would say is presence. Um, it, it, sometimes when we are around someone, it's, it's whether it's in a social setting or even if it's an intimate setting, we have a tendency to shrink. When you shrink, you shrink your light, you shrink your ability to be vibrant, you just, you just, you know, lose yourself in that particular moment. And, uh, if that is what people struggle through, I encourage you to find your light and find your voice. Uh, that way you can actually give a rise to your presence and you can not only authentically be who you are in that moment, but just to just shining your own light. The other thing I would say is confidence. And confidence is something that once you have it, nobody can take take it away from you. And that is a very powerful thing. And that's why so many people are drawn to it. And that's why they like it because uh, it's such a unique thing that although everybody has the ability to have confidence, uh, every person's take on it is different. So I definitely encourage, you know, that is a, a, you know, something that people bring to the table as well. And the last thing I would say is the ability to have fun. Everybody likes to be around people who laugh and who are jovial and bring an energy and uh, a lightheartedness to an environment or to, uh, you know, a meeting. And that's, you know, that's, that's how you keep people interested. You know, I really appreciate you guys just giving a piece of information. A lot of us kind of forget the basics. Sometimes you just got to go back to the basics. And uh, I think that a lot of people will really appreciate that. Shaka, when it comes to people finding out where your blog is, can you please let us know exactly where to go? <laughs> but um, you know, um, it, it, it is a very true. 
true story. There's no embellishment on anything. I say about 80% of them are about me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's my way to have an open book and it's my way to communicate with people just to uh, share my experiences. But the take on it, the take is um, being able to learn from it because it is a solution-based blog. If you have a question about something or about a scenario that you've been in your life, sometimes, I don't know about you, but I've had some friends that are giving me really, 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 really bad advice. <laughs> and, I, you know, you can't, you can't go to them. But that's the one thing that, you know, you know, as a, as a confirmation that everybody that has been very supportive of me and what I do told me how much it has helped them, how much they can relate. You can see some of the comments that are on there. I get more private messages than I do people uh, actually go and, you know, going and actually, you know, making their comments on the blog. But, you know, all in all, it's, it's um, you know, it's a, it's a great way to get solutions for your dating relationship or love life. So, again, it's called GetYourLoveLife.WordPress.com. Thank you so much. And Lamont, a better way to meet. Can you please talk about that a little bit? So um, you can find us on all social media, as far as Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, major better way to meet. And then we um, we do a bulk of what guys find out about us on our website is betterwaytobeat.com. And again, I tell guys, um, right now we're only located in Atlanta, Georgia, but we are um, branching out to few cities um, by the end of the year, um, so you can look for that if you have questions, reach out to us. Um, we also um, hold speed dating events and do um, one-on-one dating coaching um, as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys both so much for making this uh, a very nice, lighthearted conversation. Sometimes we hit these heavy, hard-hitting issues, you know, and, you know, sometimes something like this is just common. People just need, people just want to meet. That's all people want to do. People want to meet somebody that they can really be with, whether it's just for a season or for a lifetime. So we want to make sure that we at least also talk about that issue. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. This is Chris from Brother Speed Podcast signing off. You guys have a wonderful day.